You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 16. I feel like this session is such a perfect conversation on leaning into our power, owning things, realizing that we just get to have what we want, even though that sometimes there are so many reasons telling us otherwise. And I feel like this is the really important stuff of coaching because of course, business strategy matters, which we do talk about some in this episode, but what really matters is our belief in being able to go after and get what we want. And I think this is just a really, really beautiful example of that. And I hope it reminds you that wherever you are in your business, that truth is real for you too. Even if it doesn't always feel like it, or, you know, your audience doesn't seem to be doing what you want them to do or whatever that is, it is totally possible for you to feel powerful, take action and get more of what you want in your business. So I hope this episode really serves you and reminds you of that. And I hope you guys have a beautiful week and thank you as always for listening. Perfect. How you doing? I'm good. I'm like, I made it on time. (laughs) Made it all as well. She was like blow drying my hair and I was like, hey, how are we doing on time? Because I told her, I was like, I need to leave exactly at 1.30 to be at a thing by two. And, uh, she was like, not great. Let me just finish the other side. <laughs> I'll let you know, but I was like, perfect. <laughs> but well, it looks lovely. How are you, you feeling? I'm I'm feeling good. Um, it's funny that you asked that because I literally just had a friend DM me and I need to get that term and have it. But she was like, Oh, I've been meaning to ask you, like, how's business going? And I just had this moment where I was like, that question is always like so hard to answer because I feel like it's easy to be like, oh, it's good. But then it like negates all of the things that like really go into it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I was, I just had this moment where I was like, oh, like running a business is like learning to ride a bike. And I'm still very much in the like still learning phase of like balancing and like figuring out like, you know, like learning to trust myself on like the thing that's moving that like has your life <laughs> in its hands kind of thing. Um, but you're like also in control of the bike, right? So like you can brake, you can pedal. Um, and I was like, oh, and then like eventually I'll feel like I've mastered basic bike riding and that will feel easy. And then I get to add more challenges to it. Like I get to go on bigger hills. I get to go mountain biking. I don't do any of these activities for anyone who's listening to this. And Michelle's like, oh, Michelle's really into biking. Wrong. <laughs> um, but anyways, that was like a really kind of like helpful thing to just remember because like I feel like a lot of us learn to ride a bike as a kid and it's like frustrating, but you like pick it up pretty quickly because you're just like determined to keep going. But then as an adult, we are like, oh, that's not safe. I can't do that. Like even I was telling you about that king cake that I went and bought. I had so many reasons not to buy it, Lacey. It took me three times (laughs) before I finally was like, I'm buying the dang slice of cake. Um, And then I was like, wow, if that's my decision-making process for a $5 slice of cake and like 30 minutes of my time, what does the decision process look like for my client? (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Totally. Or, or like, what am I making overly complicated in my business yeah. too, right? Yeah. That's always a question. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that that, that little example is so helpful because I think it's so tied into what we've been talking about, which is like, there's almost this part of you that doesn't feel like it's just in your control to get what you yeah. want. Mm. And that cake was the perfect example of like, it was so clear what your desire was, but then you kind of were second guessing it and you kind of weren't sure. And then there was a reason you couldn't do it or couldn't get it. And it's like, when it kind of comes back to just being like, I want this thing and I'm going to get this thing, it actually gets really easy to get it. Yep. But it's funny how that is, right? So I really loved this cake example that Michelle and I were talking about. Basically, she was telling me, you know, like she really wanted this cake and like the amount of decision making that she kind of had to go through, the amount of obstacles that she felt were there was really, really tough. And it just kind of gave her, you know, a, some realizations around how this shows up in her business. And I think the most important takeaway here is I just get to have what I want and how seeing that even for like such a small decision, like, you know, get cake, it feels so much more complicated than that sometimes in our brains. And what an opportunity that is to shift, right? There are always going to be things that pop up that tell us like, this is much more difficult or much more complicated. Um, but not letting that deter us, I think is so important. And it's really helpful to see it with small examples like that, because it kind of gives us insight to how it's playing out in our business. Because, you know, in our business, it's so easy to convince ourselves like, no, it really is that complicated. I can't possibly just like decide what I want and go get it. But when you see it with a small example like this, you're like, oh, dang, it really is not that complicated, but I see what I'm doing here. And so my recommendation for you is not only to look at like, where are you making things more complicated, but what small examples can you look at in your own experience to be like, oh, this is how I'm showing up in the business. This is how it's playing out. So when something comes up in your life that you want, what's your reaction to that? Like, even if it's something super small, do you tend to find reasons you can't get it? Do you overcomplicate it? Do you put others' needs in front of yours always? Like, look at what those small examples are telling you and how you can learn from that and apply it to what might need to shift or what might be an opportunity in the business. Uh-huh. Yep. That took me like a week and a couple of days of agonizing. <laughs> Finally, I was like, all right, I'm just going to buy this and... Because it was like, oh, well, Ori's not here, so I don't know when I can go pick it up and I might have to take Mila and all, like literally everything that you could possibly think of, I had a reason for. And then I was like, you know what? What if I just get to like pick a pickup time and I'll go get it when I can and it'll just work itself out. And that's what it did. And it was delicious. It still is. I still have a whole, I bought two slices just yeah. in case other people wanted some too. So far, I'm the only one that has eaten this cake. <laughs> Still a win <laughs> to have two, two slices. Still a win. But yeah, no, that was just like a good. I feel like the universe has been moving me through a lot of like big contractions and deepenings. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make this all for me. and I'm going to take something from it. Um, and I'm just going to like sit in the discomfort of this. And I feel like I'm coming out of it a little bit. Like this past weekend, I felt really motivated to like, I don't normally work on weekends, but I just felt like really motivated to like get some stuff done. So I sat down and I wrote like 
five posts for these like single sessions and I like scheduled a bunch of stuff on social media and I like made a to-do list for like what needs to get done before we go to Puerto Rico. And it like felt really good to be doing work from a place of like, I want to be doing this, not from like an I have to. Um, So yeah, that was like a little spark that I was like, oh, maybe we're moving out of this contraction. This is exciting. Um, Well, I think that's huge because I feel like such a big part of what you were saying a couple weeks ago was like almost having no motivation to do stuff or no reason to do it or feeling like, you know, do I just need like more accountability or to get forced to do it or whatever, right? And like when I think about like, okay, what's changed? Are like weather starting to get nicer? So I've been spending more time outside is like one thing. And the other thing too is like I've been getting out of the house a little more. So like even just like making little appointments to like get my hair cut or like get my eyebrows done. Those are just like good things for my soul, even though they're kind of like, you know, my eyebrows could look like a hot mess if I wanted them to and they did for the better part of two years. But like even just doing those little things to like take care of myself, like makes me feel really good, which like then in turn like fuels the creativity and motivation and all that too. Well, and again, I think it even like it does the thing that we're wanting it to do, which is reinforce that like you can just like make happen what you want to make happen and have what you want. Like, again, I think it's so easy to see a little decision like that and be like, well, I don't really have to. They've looked like this for a while. It's not really a big deal. Do I really need to? Do I need to make the extra effort? Do I need to like, there's always a reason to not get what you want or go after what you want. And so just continuing to remove those reasons and seeing like how much it helps you to go after what you want and to get that. And then how it provides motivation and creativity in other ways. Like that connection point is so key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yep. Cause there's always going to be a re- another reason not to. So I think a really important reminder here is there is always, always going to be a reason not to go after what we want or a reason that we won't get it. Right. But not acting from those or taking them as a fact is truly everything in entrepreneurship, right? In starting a business, there's always a reason not to start. There's always a reason it might not work, right? And the longer you're in business, the more that, you know, even can feel or become true sometimes. But realizing that I don't have to act from that place or I don't have to decide that's a fact is wildly powerful. And it's basically what's required of us as entrepreneurs or otherwise we just won't move forward. Now, it doesn't mean we never have to weigh trade-offs, make intentional decisions, um, take things into account, all of that, right? But we truly need to learn to act from the place of possibility instead of acting from the place of what could go wrong. Or we consistently stay in that cycle of play it safe and don't go after what you want. So I think what's really important here is just to realize that just because there's a reason not to go after something or a reason we won't get it, it doesn't mean that that has to be fact or truth. And it certainly doesn't have to dictate our actions. And I think that's really been, you know, a beautiful lesson for Michelle to keep coming back to because it's so easy for our brains to trick us and say, oh, nope, there's a reason here. Just don't do it. Whether that's something you could go after in your business or cake, right? 
but realizing that those reasons don't have to dictate our actions is really, really huge. And I hope that's a big takeaway from you, for you guys, not just for this episode, but for this season in general. Oh, for sure. And like my job is to recognize, like, do I actually want this thing? Cause then I'm willing to like push past the reasons. And if I don't, mm-hmm. then that's fine. Like I, not not even worth the energy to like make up the reason to <laughs> just like say no and move on. Exactly. So. But I think where that that gets unclear is when we just don't stop to ask ourselves that yeah. question, right? Yeah. Do I even really want this? Like what, like kind of like with the business, like do I even want this? Like what is the thing? What am I after? What am I looking for? Like just taking the moment for that is just what we're not that, used to do. Yeah. And I think that's something that's been really helpful too because in this like contraction, I've been doing a lot of that, like asking myself like, why am I doing this? Is this what I want to be doing? What do I want? Like not just in the business, but like in my life, period. Yeah. Um, and even just taking time to like sit with and think through those things has been really good too. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so that feels good. It even reminds me of um, that conversation we had in Basecamp about like, should I market free sessions and these paid sessions or just these paid ones or whatever? And it was like, you know, for a moment, it's easy to forget what the point even was (laughs) or why we wanted it. And I was like, well, the reason you wanted those is because you wanted to convert more of the people that already had calls. So just focus on that. But it's like, it's so easy to just be like, quote unquote, what am I supposed to do here versus like, what was, how do I get what I want here? What was the point of that? So I really want to take a moment to talk about how important how we think about something is in business. So Michelle had reached out to me in Basecamp and said, you know, um, when I'm marketing these one-off sessions, should I also be marketing the free calls and how do I make those work together? And what I kind of reflected to her is like, well, the whole point of offering these one-off calls was to have a better conversion opportunity for people you've already done free calls with. So I would just, you know, focus there because that's the point of these and that's your intention. Then you can always go back to marketing free calls after. Um, And what I think is so important about that question is not so much like, what should the strategy be there? But the difference between like, hey, what am I supposed to do again here versus what was the reason I was doing it? right? And so looking at the reason they were intended versus just looking at what we're quote unquote supposed to do is so important as the CEO of our own businesses, because it puts us in that place of like, what was the intention and how do I see that through versus like what, you know, is someone else or this industry or this program or whatever telling me I'm quote unquote supposed to do. Right. And that's when we get back into that checklist mentality and we're just like, oh, okay, I'll just do the thing I'm supposed to do, whatever. Instead of like, wait, no, the point of offering these calls is this. So it makes the most sense to do this. It's what really puts us in alignment with our actions. And it makes it, you know, a hundred times more likely we get what we want because we're pointed in the direction of what we want, because we're making decisions based on that versus just what was I supposed to be doing here? So really want you to take that away for your own business. Don't ask the, what am I supposed to do question? If you can ask the, what was the reason or point of doing it? And really let that be so much more of your guide. 
and that will help you not only get more results, but step way more into that CEO role and feel so much more powerful in your business. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I know for me personally, like it's really easy for me to get like scattered and lost in my own Mm -hmm. head. It's like literally a thing that like my friends from college used to joke with me. They're like the vortex of Michelle. (laughs) No one ever really (laughs) knew what was going to come out. And it's also like one of my biggest strengths, but it's really nice to like have someone who can be like, here, Michelle, this is why you told me you wanted to do this. And then I get to be like, oh, wait, I've changed my mind. I see. Or like, oh, yeah. Thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's just like, oh, my brain just forgot. Like, that's fine, you know? Yeah. And that's uh, my brain's MO. And so that's Mm -hmm. why we have support systems in place (laughs) when we start to have those moments. So, yeah. Um, I've been thinking about these sessions and I think there's like a part of me that's like, again, like that fear coming up of like, oh, like what if nobody buys these and like, what if this is another like terrible plan? <laughs> um, but I'm like, well, the only way to find that out is to like go all in on this and just like sell my little heart out. And like I was also feeling some resistance um, to like reaching out to folks because I felt like I like should reach out to them. And then I had a whole fake conversation in the shower with myself and I realized that <laughs> <laughs> it was actually – of a lot easier to just like reach out to folks and that like I didn't even have to reach out to every single human that's ever had a stop the spiral call but the ones that I like felt connected to and then I was like let me just like look at this like follow-up list that I currently have and it was like 80% of them I was like oh I could easily follow up with this human because like I have a relationship with them even beyond this call where they like message me on Instagram pretty frequently or they like replied to one of my emails I was like, Michelle, this is another thing that we're making complicated. So anyways, I'm going to reach out personally to some folks. Um, And I'm going to do that after I get back from Puerto Rico. So I'm going to like let the content like show up and like let them start to see it and start to think about it. And then I'll send them some emails just like, hey, because some of them like either had asked for one-off sessions or they wanted to work together, but were worried about the money. And so this is an opportunity to like get another session together, even if they're still figuring out the money or they're still not sure. So that is my game plan right now. Well, I think what's so helpful about that in terms of what we've been talking about too is it's almost like that idea of like, oh, that is like a really easy lever for me to pull. And that's like an action to take that really gets me what I want. Like Mm -hmm. if I want the people who've had these calls to be the ones that convert, that's a really easy way to make my actions line up with that happening. Yep. Yeah. Well, instead of, again, the, the like reasons behind it are like, oh, I don't know if I want to, or like, do I want to talk to everybody? So it's just good to be like, oh no, like, of course I would do that because that's where my action lines up with what I'm saying I want, right? So we literally just talked about like, what was the reason I'm doing it and like really aligning our actions to our desires, right? And I think this follow-up list is another really good example of that. Like her seeing an opportunity to follow up with 80% of the people on that is so huge. And what I think it shows us is that usually the opportunity is there in our business, right? It's so infrequent that there are not opportunities to make a sale, make a conversion, build a relationship, grow your audience, right? 
but us not standing in our own way and really being able to focus on what actions align to our desires is the biggest part. Because when I'm standing in my own way and giving myself all these reasons why it's hard or I shouldn't follow up or whatever, the opportunity almost doesn't matter if I don't use it, right? But if I can look at, well, I know I want this thing and I have this opportunity to get it. And so my goal is to feel powerful enough to take that action. That's when things really start to change. And I don't mean that it never means you have to do the mindset work or shift your mindset around it, but we have to stop ignoring those opportunities that are truly there and right in front of our noses in business right? Because we are so quick and our brains are so quick to kind of write that off sometimes or feel like it would have to be something different or bigger or less scary or whatever. And so I really want this to be a reminder to look at the, your own opportunities that are sitting in front of you. Like what's the thing you want in business most right now? And what opportunity is sitting in front of you to get it? You know, whether that is doing a bunch of follow-ups or Maybe it's reaching out to a bunch of new people or, you know, maybe it's emailing a list that you have that you haven't been talking to. It it could be anything, but look at where is that opportunity to get more of what you want? And then like, what shifts do you need to make to be able to do that? Not what shifts do you need to make so you don't have to do that? That's where we get stuck, right? But when we can take actions that align to our desires and use the opportunities in front of us is when our business truly grows. Yep. And my like shower conversation with myself, which usually is like a fake coaching session with Lacey where Lacey is not there and doesn't (laughs) respond. (laughs) But it's not very different than what you are hearing here. Um, I realized like I'm not motivated all the time to do everything in my business. Like I don't like sometimes I get a lot of joy after the fact of like having scheduled out content when I'm like, ooh, let's schedule out content. I'm not like, yay, best day ever. But I still Mm -hmm. do it because I know that that gets me the results that I want of like showing Uh up consistently and like connecting with my humans. So I like have this moment of like, okay, how can I get behind doing this and how can I do it in a way that like feels good? And it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, connect with the humans that you feel like you have a relationship with and want to have another conversation with. And then when I opened my spreadsheet, it was like, oh, it's a lot of them. This is easier than I thought. Yeah. Well, and it's also seeing how the work you put in is even what has gotten a lot of them on there. Right. (laughs) Like, you know, so you don't want to discount that either. Like you want to see like, oh, like I've put in the work to get this many people on my follow-up thing. Like Mm -hmm. that's a really big deal. And so if I do this much more action to follow up with them and get them, you know, over the fence on this one offer, like. I can start to see how all of that comes together. It's not like a random occurrence. It's like, I did this set of things, got these people on the list, did this next set of things, converted these people. Like that's when it feels very connected, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it doesn't have to be like overly complicated. I think my tendency too is like to just put a lot of pressure on the thing, but it's like, what if it just gets to be pressure? Yeah, and like- you know, I feel like for you, it's almost like, you know, that pendulum just swings really far. It's like, it's either over here and it's like, no pressure. I'm totally surrendered. I'm like, yes. I'm just waiting <laughs> for the magic. Or it's like, lots of pressure must sell this thing in this time frame, whatever. And it's just kind of finding that middle ground of being like, I can still want what I want and go after it without there immediately having to be 
all this pressure around it. And again, I feel yeah. like you're you're so practiced at that in your IVF journey. It's just almost like bringing it here. Mm-hmm. Does that feel true? Yeah, that does feel true. But I also know in the beginning of my IVF journey, there was a lot of pressure. Like it was like, this needs to yep. be the timeline. And then when we tried to start trying to have a second kid, it was like, you know, our kids need to be this far apart or else like yeah, yeah. whatever. And then I realized like, oh, wait, there's so many benefits to like this alternate timeline that showed up for us <laughs> now, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which is like easier to see now. But like even as I started to get closer to that, I was like, how can I get behind this next timeline and this next timeline? And just realizing that the timeline that showed up like feels really good. So and that gets to always be true, like in business too. So yes, it's 100% about bringing it over. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I think too, like, I know this doesn't have to be like true for me permanently, but I think just some of my process is like messy. Like I really am someone who like needs to get their hands in things and just like experiment and make mistakes and like get in the weeds a little, even when people are like, this doesn't have to happen this way. And I'm like, I know, but I have to go like touch the thing and do it. And like, if I'm going to do that, I just need to be like, okay with like, that means that sometimes your timeline's going to be a little longer than if you mm-hmm. just like trusted the human that was like, yo, go do this thing. Um, Cause that was also very much my experience in my infertility journey. Like that I just need to, to like feel it out and like move through it until I got to a point where I was like, oh, this, like, I'm good now. Like, we make sense. Or, like, I'm decided that, like, we're not doing, like, you know, the first time around it was I've decided I'm not doing it this way anymore. And the second time around, I remember having a conversation with you where it was very much like, I have everything I need now from this, like, process and this experience. Um, And I, like, can trust that I will arrive to a similar point in my business with whatever. And I feel like I'm, like, so close to getting there. Like, I was thinking about, these like one-off calls and how like it just feels really good for me to like have this like stepping stone to like ease the decision-making process for clients and I've just been playing too with like okay so with my next stop the spiral call like how do I want to like when we get to the point where we're talking about like working together like how do I really want to like share that out and I think like I felt a lot of pressure in the past to be like I have to offer them one thing and that's it but, like, I actually think for me it'd be better to, like, say, like, here's three the three different kind of ways that you can work with me. Which of these, like, is speaking to you? And then we can go in on, like, supporting them and making that decision for themselves. And I'm just, like, going to test that out and see what happens. And worst case, it's, like, messy. And I'm, like, nope, I don't like this. But I, like, got really excited about that the other day. And I was, like, oh, I get to, like, make this my process <laughs> in a way that, like, feels good and easy for me. And so I'm just, like, excited to, like, play in that and see what comes up from that totally I mean let me give you just like one little thought there okay because um, I think t- I think 100% like you want to feel like oh I want to try this and try that and see what works like I- I'm all for that I think like the one thing I want to say there is I do think you still want to make a recommendation even if yeah. you tell them about yes, all three, for sure because obviously your interaction with them in terms of being an expert. But I think like yep. totally apart from that, I feel like it's so important for you because again, we don't want you to almost get back to that place of like, here's all three, whatever you just tell me, like, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Like you want to feel powerful in it, right? Yeah. Yes, for for sure. And like a hundred percent. And my like thought process with this was like, I would talk them through what each would look like for them. And in doing so, it would naturally be like, hey, like, 
there's this option. This probably doesn't make sense for you given your timeline. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know, why don't we start with this or whatever? And just like yes. so yes, there would a hundred percent be a recommendation there. And that would feel easier for me because it'd be a, a conversation more about like which support option is best for them with like here's my recommendation versus like here's a support option, yes or no. Which like it obviously doesn't have to like do but that's like how it currently like feels to me. And with it being like my usually my three month package, occasionally I'll like offer my one month package. Um, it just feels like a big leap, and so I'm like, here we have choice, and we can play, and I can still like show up as the expert in that conversation. Well, I think what's helpful to think about here is that it's really about what what gets you the end result that you want. Yeah. So you know, sometimes we can get so attached to like. Well, I want the three months, so that's all I'm selling instead yeah. of like what gets me the three months. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I think right? I was for like, a long time. <laughs> yeah. And and again, like it doesn't mean that you don't still get to want the three months. Yeah. And that still gets to your ultimate goal and desire. It's just feeling into like what gets me more of that and what gets me there and feeling the power to change that. You know, like we I think we had even talked about this like a while ago, but it's like not that you want to lower your prices, but knowing you could, not that you want to have to offer one-on-one-offs all the time, but knowing you could, like, it's just seeing all of this as like, those are choices I get to make to, to get more of what I want. And like, whatever choice feels most supportive there is good, but not feeling like, not only am I saying like, I want this thing, but I'm saying it has to look this one specific way. And like, I will ram my head into a wall until it does kind of thing. And I think that that's where I was like getting to. And I also think that, um, I think some of it also was just coming from noise of like, you know, as a coach, you're supposed to have like these longer packages. And I love my three and four month clients because I get to have a longer relationship with them. I really get to see like a transformation with them. That's just like not, not possible in like a one or two session yeah. like interaction, mm-hmm. right? Like they can feel a lot better after those two sessions, but it, the habit doesn't really form. Um, totally. And so, but even like thinking back to like when I first started, this was something I discovered when I was like writing content for these sessions. Like when I first started coaching, I think I was offering like four sessions at a time. And it was like they would most what would happen is like most of my clients would sign up for a month. So we do four sessions back to back. And then they would be like, I'm not quite done. Can I sign up for another month or like another four sessions? But we would space it out over two months because they didn't feel like they needed okay. the back to back. And that's literally where my three month program design came from, because that's what I do now. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. four calls and then we do every other week after that. Um, but like they 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 felt like they had choice in like, yeah you know, coming into that. And so it like made it easier for me too because I was still feeling out what feels best for them. So I like the idea of like coming back to like a tiered process, but instead of it being like, it's totally client's choice, it's like me guiding them through what I know makes sense. So like I wouldn't do one-off sessions over and over again with a client because I know they're not going to get a long-term transformation from that if it's not like in a container that makes sense, which is why then they would go into the one month or three month. Um, So yeah, it just like, just like letting myself go back to the thing that was working in a way that feels even better to me now. So it's like, we're coming full circle. I see it all coming together. I love that. And seeing how the thing that was working is ultimately can be the thing that gets you more of what you want. Yes. <laughs> like, that's the irony. You're like, let me like, say it one more time for you, Michelle. <laughs> but it's true. Like in yeah. our industry, I think we get very focused on like, 
what am I supposed to be doing or what should I be yes, doing? For sure. And it takes us very far away from just like, well, what get, gets me what I want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so then we're over here doing this other thing that like isn't getting us more of what we want when we like, no, because I didn't even know that, like that that's oh, how you started, right? <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's totally fine. I'm just saying, like, it's interesting to be like, oh, that's what was working. Mm -hmm. Like, let's try more of that. So the point is here, I think, like, we want to get less focused on, like, what do I keep hearing I should be doing? And more focused on, like, what do I see work? It's almost like we talked about with objections in the sales process and stuff. It's not about, like, I'm not supposed to have objections because that's what makes me, like, good by industry standard. It's like... Well, what actually gets them past them and gets me more of what I want? Like, how do I do that? Right? Truly one of the most valuable questions we can ask in business is what gets me more of what I want? This is something I'm asking clients all the time to keep coming back to and keep looking at because there are so many things that feel like they get in the way of that and completely overcomplicate things. Um, like what should I be doing or what strategy is this person saying or what is this other person I watch doing or you know what is the thing that would feel like maybe most comfortable to do like there are so many things that stand in our way but when it comes down to just what truly gets me more of what I want it's kind of amazing what can happen and so Michelle realizing what she wants is more sessions and actually more stepping stones for both herself and her audience then her ability to take an action to make that happen is so huge, right? And it's so damn empowering. It's like, I want this thing, I see what action I can take and I'm gonna go do it. Like there's nothing more empowering than that, right? And it's totally different than chasing, you know, like shiny objects and always looking for the next thing we're quote unquote supposed to do, but it's staying locked in on what we really want. When most of us chase shiny objects, we're completely like willing to give up what we want in some ways. You know what I mean? We're like, oh, whatever. Like, I don't care. As long as the business grows, I'll do whatever. And then we'll chase shiny object after shiny object where someone tells us what we're quote unquote supposed to do. But when we can say like, no, what I really want is to fill this and I want more sessions and I want more stepping stones. And now I can so particularly take action to get me that. It's amazing what can happen. So remember to keep asking yourself that. And again, like I said earlier, sometimes what gets me more of what I want is still scary. And I still might have to do mindset work around that. And I still might have to find a path that feels best to me uh, to get there. But don't not ask that question because that question can be your guiding light in everything. And it can even show you where you have work to do. But ultimately, it is what gets you more of what you want because you're just asking for it. And so being able to come back to that place over and over again is so huge. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, like, honestly, like most of my clients that I've worked with really haven't had objections. Like they've just been like we had a call. They got the info they needed. And within, I would say, a week's time, they're like, yes, I'm in. I'm decided. Um. And that's not to say like it's wrong if my clients do have objections and I've definitely had clients who have had objections, but for the most part, like it was about them feeling like it was the right time and place and the right value for their money, you know? Um, And so I'm also excited about just having like smaller, easy yeses where they can just feel into like, is this right for me? 
yes or no. And like it also like builds their little trust bank of like it's safe to invest in myself because like my rates were also a lot lower when I was doing those like four, um, right, right. you know, like session packages. Um, and so like the money piece was different for them. Um, but I've also had clients at this new rate who like a day after a call were like, I'm in, how do I sign up? And so, um, and I didn't necessarily have to like do a bunch of like quote unquote objection handling per se. So, um, and I think it's been good that I've had a lot of conversations about objections with folks as I know what's like coming up for them, what their fears are. I know how to like have a conversation and hold them through that if that's like what's, you know, the thing that's keeping them from getting the kink cake, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so like I'll, I can see how all of this has been really important for my process. And like I've, I like feel like it's finally coming together. And that's not to say that it won't change and evolve more with time and seasons and all of that. But I'm like, I see a light <laughs> see a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, totally. Well, I think the point is like, you know that there's been a sticking point for them. And so yes, you can, talking to it is one of the ways to handle it, but also potentially going, hey, I could maybe talk about it all day long and they still need a stepping stone or, and they still need, um, you know, uh, an entry point that feels useful is really helpful too, because like, we want to bring all of that together. Mm -hmm. Again, it's not just like hitting your head against the wall Mm -hmm. kind of thing and being like, it it has to look like this. It's more like, okay, this part is working, but like what else needs to click into place here? And so I think that that's really the point of all of this is like, let's see if this is it. Like maybe what needs to click even more into place is they have a stepping stone, but it's like you get to feel really powerful around creating that, testing it and seeing what happens. Yeah, for sure. And the other thing I realized too is like the stepping stone is helpful for me too. Like I know like I have a lot of like invoice anxiety when I send invoices to my clients being like, are they going to pay this? Like, and I've obviously had clients who then decided like, oh, I like can't pay this or whatever. And that's happened in a couple different forms. And so even just like getting to build a track record with a client who like steps into a like a one-time session and steps into a month, like that I'm like, yeah, this cl- when this client says they're going to pay, they pay. And so it, like, creates more security, too, for me around money, too. And so who knows? Maybe that will feel better, too. Yeah, totally. And again, like, I think that there are so many ways to do that. Like, you could be like, oh, okay, well, we really need to work on, like, your anxiety around sending invoices and not something to yep. look at. Like, that's one way to come at it. But another way is to just be like, it would just feel better for me to have a stepping stone. So why don't I try that? And, like, yep. that's kind of the point. It's not that, like, this has to be what makes you feel better. There is not like a hundred other ways to do that, but it's just seeing that like, this is a thing I'm identifying, like what (laughs) makes it feel better? What gets me more? What do I want? Like, that's really what we're after here is for you to keep going. What is more of that? Not that it cuts off any other option, but it makes you feel like you're moving toward it as opposed Mm -hmm. to almost again, just staying stuck in that place of like, well, I know I have invoice anxiety, but I'm just going to keep sending them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And not really handle it, but not really change the process. And then that's when we feel so stuck, right? Yep. Yep. And I'm laughing. It's like, this is a conversation that I have with my clients literally where I'm like, what feels good here? What could feel better here? Like tap into your body yeah. and like just do whatever that thing that's coming up for you is. And so I'm like, oh, this is how this gets to show up in business too. Yeah. And you get to just try things. Like I think like there's obviously something to be said and you know I'm like the biggest proponent of this. Like 
stack your strategies. Don't chase shiny objects. Yep. Don't run and change things. But this isn't that. Like, this is you not, this isn't you being like, oh, I'm like running off in this totally different <laughs> direction. This is you just being like, yep. I'm still in the process of feeling into what actually feels best for me here. And like you said earlier, like, maybe my process of that just takes a little bit longer and mm-hmm. it takes a lot more discernment and that's okay. But like, as long as you see it as that, I think it's really valuable. Like you're not wildly changing things up in your business, but you're making a lot of small tweaks just based on the, like a week of being like, what would I like? Yeah. What do I want? Right. Yeah. And ironically, like I'm sort of recreating what I like once had in like this new form. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to like try this thing and I'm excited to see how like everything that's come up until this point has been like serving me by like building together. And like I know that even though like the path has felt like really windy, like I followed each piece that felt right and good in each moment. Mm-hmm. And like that's what led me here. And so it's pretty cool and it's exciting. And I'm like, ooh, like let's see what happens next. Totally. And again, you'll kind of always be in this process. So you'll yeah. always be kind of iterating some of it and not so For sure too, but it's it's like letting yourself go there, I think is the biggest win of this. And so just giving yourself so much credit for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just making iteration like the norm and not like a, yes. I'm going to like mess with my website for the hundredth time, <laughs> but like, yes. you know, mm-hmm. iteration from a place of like, need because there's like data that's showing me an iteration is needed or like iteration yes. from like uh this doesn't feel good to me anymore I'm like what I once was doing and like being willing to like pivot and try something else and like the nice thing too is I was like Lacey will tell me if I'm chasing a shiny object right now <laughs> that's another okay. reason you're here like she'll be like Michelle come back um which is why I try to be like really open to about like what's going on in my head both here and mm-hmm. in base camp because I'm like that's how you're going to be able to help me identify like this is smart pivoting this is shiny object there's a dog walking by and angels trying to make friends <laughs> she's like don't come near my mama <laughs> except then she's like why don't they want to play with me and i'm like because you yeah, sound so fair. aggressive <laughs> <laughs> um yeah totally iteration is the norm and i think what what is so important there and what I want you to like I feel like the biggest thing you could take away from that is like and like as your desires change that has to change so yes. you have to stay really in touch with your desires because what happens from that will change like again we talked about this last week but like you know, your desires weren't to have a bunch of calls for a while. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nope, they definitely weren't. I felt terrible. Which is okay. Like I did not yeah, want that. Super sick, you're in first term, but like now they've changed. So now you have to take that moment to relook at all that. And then that leads you to be like, oh, I do want a lot more actually. I do want these sessions. And so that's not chasing shiny objects. That's like letting yourself change. But I think for you, it's just that coming back to like have my desires changed. And then like what matches that mm-hmm. piece is so crucial. And like whenever you're like off track, it's because those aren't lining up. One of the biggest challenges I see entrepreneurs face is not believing that iteration will always need to be there, right? Especially as our desires change too. Like when what we want and what we desire changes, then of course things in the business will have to change. But when we don't see that as normal, it can be so detrimental because we feel like it's just supposed to stay 
like this and anything that like looks like an up or down or like doesn't look exactly perfect throws us for this huge loop. And then also it makes us not lean into that. It makes us not learn and iterate and test and tweak, makes us lean really far away from that. And ultimately great business and great growth is based on that learning, leaning in, testing, tweaking, right? Uh, changing our desires, changing our actions to match that, like that is great business. Um, and so I just really wanted to share that, that I feel like part of your business, no matter if you have three clients or 3000 clients is iteration is adjustment, is testing, is tweaking. And the entrepreneurs that create the most success are the ones who really embrace that and make that part of their business instead of this thing that's wrong in their business. Um, you know, I see when my clients have these big growth moments, it's because they were willing to go there. It's because they were willing to see that as normal, see that as part of business and not make themselves or their business wrong in that process. So. If you are having to look at things differently, if you are having to uh, learn and test and adapt and all of that in business, please do not think that that means you are a bad business owner. That means you are a great business owner. And the more you can embrace that and see that as part of your greatness, the more your business will grow because of it. Yeah. And so I think even just like remembering too that like, because like, I'm a human. I'm sure like I'm not going to like continue to check in with my desires daily because I'll have a moment where I'm like, everything's good. Everything feels good, whatever. But even just remembering that like when something gets to a point where like something feels off or like I'm like losing my motivation, that is a great like ding, ding, ding. It's time. <laughs> when was the last time we checked in with our desires? And just like yep. letting that be an indicator to you and like yeah, when I get frustrated too, like I was getting frustrated with my business because I was like, what's happening? Well, you almost don't need to check in with your desires daily. I mean, I do think that's like a helpful reinforcement yeah, mindset yeah, yeah. wise, but like the need isn't really there because your feelings will tell you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I just need to pay attention to my feelings. Your motivation <laughs> will tell you, right? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, it feels good to like feel like I'm back on track and to feel like, yeah, I have something to try that I'm like excited about and that I'm finding that motivation again. And that feels good. So good. Okay, cool. What else is going on? Um, I guess there's like just thinking through the kind of game plan with the, the session. So like I said, I have five posts written so far. Um, We're going to obviously be traveling um next week fingers crossed we're gonna we are gonna be traveling next week yes you're going to be traveling, gonna next, be traveling week. next week and i'm doing all the things to like set myself up for travel i feel really good about that um let me just start packing actually but um yeah so i have my game plan is to do two posts a week on that and then just like talk about it in stories as it makes sense and i i feel like i'll get some content from like conversations that I'm having with folks or if like it's crickets then we can have a conversation about like how do we get to not cricket mm -hmm. <clears throat> um and I'm gonna I guess I'll think through too if there's like some love notes that I can do that are like somehow around the the topic um 
ooh, like permission to take things one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And that like so, so is so relevant to like yeah. uh, the like fertility treatments too. Um, do do do. Is there anything else that you can think of that you're like? And then I'll do the the individual follow ups when I get back from Puerto Rico too to just be like, hey, have you seen this? Like, I think it'd be good and personalize those. When you say two sales posts a week, can you just tell me more about what you mean there? Like, do you mean like direct sales posts? Or are we just like PSing it? Like, oh no, these are two more. direct sales posts. And then some PSs scattered throughout the other Okay, posts. That's what I was going to say. I was yeah. going to say, like, They're I very, like, want... four, these four. What can you, ex- like, what's possible yes. for you and from then... a single session? Here's some client feedback from single sessions. So, like, yes, it's very totally. And then for the other ones, like, even if you're giving value, don't hesitate to PS that you have a limited time offer thing. Yep. So, like, yeah, definitely put, like, the, the extras in there, too. But, yes, yes that One, one right. post even has, like, a graphic that's, like, March special. Book a single session with me. So, um, okay, cool. yes, it's very, like, I'm selling this thing. Do you want it? Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, like, writing those posts, and I was talking to some friends, and I was, like, do you guys ever feel like you're just writing the same thing over and over and again? <laughs> and they were, like, well, like, you know, like, I t- like I tell like these stories or whatever and like then I talk about my offer at the end and I'm like no these are just direct sales posts <laughs> there's like there's some story and like there's like one where I like share my own experience of doing a single session with someone but like they're literally like come by my offer <laughs> so they are yeah, the yeah. same thing over and over and over again um and they're mostly like yo algorithm show this to a different human um but yeah. Well, and honestly, I think like, you know, obviously we, we want to be able to mix up how we're um, connecting with yeah. our audience, but in terms of the sale, like it kind of should be saying the same thing over and over again, yeah. or like, it's like different you're angles not really exactly clearly communicating it. Yeah. It's like, exactly. what is this? Where did it come from? Like, who's this for? What can I get from this? So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, feeling like a broken record on that is usually what does make us feel. So mm-hmm. that's okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then like you know, all the details at the bottom, so they know what they're signing up for. Um, so yeah, two direct sales posts, some piazzas scattered throughout, maybe a love note or two directly, like easy to tie to uh, this topic and talk about it at the end of the love note too. What I would kind of challenge you to do, I know you're going to be on vacation for a part of it, but I just mean when you come back is like almost to capitalize on the thing we've been talking about, which is like. How do you like take the iteration from it? So like challenging yourself to almost not just be like, okay, I just do two sales posts and PS and I see it through, but almost challenging yourself to be like, okay, once I come back, I'm going to see like what got the most traction or what did people say yes off Uh of or what are they not or what email got the most clicks or like, like challenging yourself to really become like an investigator there in terms of like, if I find this out, then I could change my action to yep. address it instead of almost like, you know, that that to-do list mentality. And just like keep doing like, the same old because that's what we I'm decided. I'm just putting the, the posts out. Yep. yep. Yeah. And I think that'll be a really good conversation for us to like check in on too um, when we resume post-Puerto Rico. I like how there's a pre-Puerto Rico and a post-Puerto Rico. Um, when we resume post-Puerto Rico. Oh, side note, I just found out like, my cousin's coming with her kids. My aunt from Texas is going to be there. So it's like an, a whole family reunion. Oh, so It's fun. not just like mm. my fam that lives there. So I'm like so pumped because I haven't seen these humans in like 
Some of them ridiculously long. Some of them two years plus. So, yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm very excited. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. I had to buy a new bathing suit, though, because none of my bathing suits fit me. Or it was like, why? You don't even go in the water. And I'm like, that's not the point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, like, have to have that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, but, yeah. Okay. That's a good reminder about, like, investigating and iterating. And we can exactly. you can just remind me of that when we when we regroup. Um, otherwise, I'm really spending this week. Um, there was like a part of me that was like, should I pull Mila out of school again? And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, we're gonna go to Puerto Rico. If something crazy happens, we'll figure it out. Like, I just can't. Like, my sanity yeah, yeah. is more important right now. Um, and I already had her home like last week, so I was like, I'm yeah. just gonna send her to school. And it's going to be fine. It's all going to work out. Um, but this week, I'm really just, like, getting some final things together. I made a to-do list for myself. So I'm like, I know what needs to get scheduled and what needs to get done before I go. And then anything else is, like, bonus and extra so that I'm not just, like, working and then feeling like, am I getting it all done? So I just know, like, totally. this is my hard stop. Um, and it's not that much. I have to record, like, two love notes and schedule a couple more posts on social. So. Seems easy. I'm killing it. I'm killing yeah, it. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, what what is cool and, like, what you can do is just remember, like, that's not, like, like you got that. Like, that's not the area that, like, needs a lot of attention yep. right now almost. Like, the area that does is way more of the, like, mindset and feeling powerful and all of that. And, like, you get to have fun with that while you're in Puerto Rico. Like not that you have to feel like you have to do hours of mindset work each day, but almost just like really reinforcing that for yourself while you're there. Like, this was what I wanted. This is what I've been craving. Mm -hmm. I wanted people. I wanted to see people. I wanted to be somewhere warm. I wanted to do all these things, like all that stuff that you were saying. So like the more you can use this as like, pull the right lever, Mm -hmm. (laughs) reinforce that, make that a thing for yourself. Use this as evidence. Like, that's when it's going to feel really exciting. So one of the things I'm just constantly thinking about personally and working on with clients is how do I pull the right lever here? And what I mean by that when I say that is basically how do I solve the right problem, right? Um, I think it is just so, so important that we keep coming back to that as well. So not just how do I get more of what I want, but then how do I solve the right problem to get me there, right? And so we always wanna be pulling the right lever. And for Michelle right now, that's mindset and building that evidence while she's on her trip. Knowing that and focusing on that puts us in our power and is a total game changer, right? Michelle knows that she needs to take new action when she comes back and a little bit in advance to plan for that with selling these one-off sessions, creating more stepping stones, et cetera. But while she's away, she's really at a crossroads in some sense of either deciding that she's going to build evidence that that's true and that works and of her own power, or she's going to reinforce that old pattern of like, you know, just over here kind of waiting for, (laughs) waiting for the magic. We'll see what happens. Like there's really like a big opportunity here to go, no, I want to pull the right lever and I want to build evidence while I'm on this trip. I want to work on my mindset. I want to see myself as powerful and the creator, right? And so think about that in your own business. There may be some times where 
The lever to pull is a lot more execution and action. There may be sometimes where it's mindset, there may be sometimes where it's strategy, but knowing what that is and being willing to go all in on that at different points and knowing that changes at different points, like it's definitely mindset while she's away and on vacation and isn't going to be pulling the other levers and knows um, that when she comes back, it's going to be around more execution and action. So I think it's just really valuable to keep coming back to that question for yourself and make sure you always know what is the right problem to solve there because it helps you actually solve it versus accidentally keep going along in the same pattern that's not serving you. So ask yourself that, that, ask yourself that this week, you know, what is the right lever for me to pull right now? Is it mindset? Is it strategy? Is it execution? What's the right problem for me to solve? And then how can I powerfully see myself doing that thing and build that trust and evidence along the way? Okay. Let me like make sure that I'm like digesting this correctly. So basically you're saying use this Puerto Rico trip as evidence of like, this is me creating the things and I get to do this more. And then like reminding it, reminding myself that it's like evidence of what gets to be possible with like these sessions and with my clients and with all of those. Yeah. Yeah. Like remember when we were talking about Puerto Rico initially and you were like, oh, I really am craving like more adventure in my life and more things and more people and more whatever. And then you weren't at all connecting that to going on this trip. Right. I was like, not thinking about this trip. It's probably going to get canceled. Like too much stress to think about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So when you're there, it's almost like seeing that as like, oh, I had this desire. I vocalized it. Here we are. I'm living it. Yeah. And yes, I had to take a lot of like action to make that happen. I had to book my flight. I had to make all these plans. I had to finish my to-do list in the business. I had to whatever. But ultimately, like, I had a desire and I'm, like, living in the middle of meeting it. And yep. the fact that I created that. Mm. Yep. Right? Yeah. And I think the, like, little tiny disconnect is, like, the fear of, like, oh, but what if it still doesn't happen? But, like, it doesn't matter because I still have done all the things, you know? And it's, like, it will happen in some shape or form. Like, it was supposed to happen last September and we ended up moving it. And, like, I do think it's going to happen. It just feels kind of surreal that we're like about to travel. Like we're going to drive to D.C. and we're like going to get on an airplane and we're like going to go to Puerto Rico. We're not going to Florida, which is literally the only place that we've traveled to in two years. Um, Save for my brother's wedding. But With the what if it isn't going to happen thing, I think you just know that that's such a recurring theme for me because of past traumatic experiences. Like. You know, even with the calls, that's always kind of your first thought. What if no one takes them? What if it doesn't happen? Like, you just, you know, are still processing through this really, really big fear of disappointment. Yeah. But it's just looking at it as that and almost letting yourself sit with, like, what if it doesn't happen? I would feel disappointed and I could handle that. Yeah, for sure. And, like, again, almost, like, taking your power back around the disappointment, I think it will still come up a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's but it's ultimately, just like, how do you be powerful in that moment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that's ultimately like why I decided like, no, we're just going to keep Mila in school this week because I know that I yes. could handle the disappointment. And I also know that my sanity is at a point where I need my like eight hours a day <laughs> to like do my thing, to like work out, get my hair cut, like work on the business. Like, yep. And so I think it's funny because like, I actually think the disappointment was a theme in my life long before my infertility journey. And I feel Mm -hmm. like 
in some ways, my infertility journey was like the ultimate disappointment of like, mm-hmm, but look, mm-hmm. you could, you really, no, but really, you can still really hang You got this. it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, you never had to go through this, but like, girls, look, you, you still got this, like, all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's like part of it too. It's like, it's always been there, it's always gonna be there, but just like, getting to use things like my infertility journey as evidence. Ironically, like my infertility journey now gets to inform my business that is like about infertility. But even if it wasn't like, it still gets to inform it. And so that's kind of cool to see too. Totally. And the more you can see it as like, you know, it it almost reminds me of like, you know, when you're little and you think there's a monster under the bed and you find out it's a sock. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of – I and slept so, with the covers, like, curled around my head. <laughs> but I was like, uh, the monsters. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's almost what, what your job is right now is to remind yourself that every time it comes up is, like, it feels like a monster in my body yep. right now, but it's actually a sock. And so how can I, like, keep <laughs> – Must go to the ER immediately. <laughs> yeah. Get that sock. But, like, I think that's really important, you know, because if not, it almost reinforces, like – you don't want to keep reinforce, avoid disappointment, avoid disappointment, avoid disappointment. Yeah. You want to keep reinforcing, I got this. Yeah. And so it's fine if it pops up. It's just like, what do you do with that? Like if the part of you is like, okay, I just don't think about the trip just in case. Right. You're playing into that old pattern. If the part of you is like, nope, gonna keep me in school, show up like this is happening. No, I can handle it if it doesn't. That's the part of you that's like, oh, yeah, this isn't actually a scary monster. Yeah, because otherwise I'm just contributing to making the monster bigger. And that's like, yep. again, why ultimately was like, I'm going to go get my eyebrows done. Like, I'm going to go get my hair cut. Like, all that is yep. like me preparing for this trip that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And that's like a good reminder of like, don't make this. And again, another infertility lesson that I literally talk to my clients about all the time. They tend to be really nervous about the shots, which I like was too. And they make them out to be this really big thing that they're not going to be able to handle. And then they like do one or two of them and they're like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, you sure can. <laughs> that is not the hardest part is the, the emotions. It's not the shots. So exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that. And you can also remind me of when I'm making things bigger than they need yes. to be. Totally. And so, you know, again, like think about like what is the right lever to pull here? It's that. It's the mindset piece right now. It's reinforcing this to see that you can go after what you want and get it. And, you know, seeing that play out while you're there is yep. so, so important because if not, this just becomes like a, oh, we got really lucky that it didn't get canceled instead of yep. like oh, I showed up for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's so real. That's so real. And again, it's that combination we've been talking about. It doesn't mean there's not magic there. Mm-hmm. Right. But feeling like you played a part in that is so key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like the takeaway from this, we don't want to just be like you left out or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I just like covered my eyes and then I got to open them. And I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> like, yes. still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I think that's a good check-in question too of like where am I avoiding disappointment right now? Especially mm-hmm. if like my feelings are feeling funky in addition to being like, you know, have I checked in with like my desires and like where am I not on track with those? But also like am I actively avoiding something right now? <laughs> right. Or am I not even looking at them in order to avoid disappointment, right? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. 
so good. Okay, well, you're going to have an amazing trip. Thanks. I'm very excited. And I think, you know, again, build the evidence while you're there, use it to your advantage, and then come back and sell those spots and like really use that power to be momentum that creates more of it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So good. And who knows, maybe I'll sell some spots while I'm on my vacay. Absolutely. (laughs) Amazing. Well, have fun. Enjoy. Thank you. I'm excited for you and I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye, Lacey. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.